So check this out. Bright Hire just launched this amazing AI sidekick called Bright Hire Plan. It's like having your very own AI assistant that can build full interview plans in just minutes. Imagine going from a job title to a thoughtfully crafted, inclusive job description and a full structured interview plan in minutes. No, not hours anymore. It's a game changer for recruiters and hiring managers. I know I'm usually the one to hate on new tech, but honestly, this sounds incredible. This is AI used right for better quality and more efficiency. It's like the holy grail of recruiting. Dozens of companies from high growth startups to multi-billion dollar enterprises are already using Bright Hire Plan to save tons of money, time, and raise the quality of their hiring. And here's the best part. You can give Bright Hire Plan a spin for free. That's right, for free for 30 days. Just head over to brighthire.com to get started. That's brighthire.com to get started. Cheeseman out. Pando IQ's programmatic recruitment advertising platform helps employers source talent faster and more efficiently than ever thanks to predictive algorithms, machine learning, and AI. Buzzword overdose alert. Yeah, Pando is on the cutting edge of programmatic while being deeply rooted in the recruitment industry. Pando IQ provides an end-to-end programmatic job advertising platform that delivers a significant increase in job ad performance without any wasteful spending to maximize the ROI on your recruitment spend. And their AI-enabled algorithms use over 48 job attributes and more than 200 billion historical job performance data points to predict the optimal job advertising campaign. The machine does all that shit. That shit sounds expensive. Think again, Cheeseman. Pando IQ provides an end-to-end job advertising solution that delivers a significant increase in job ad performance without any wasteful spending. Sold. How do I get started? Go to pandologic.com to request a demo and tell them Chad and Cheese sent you. Ooh, they have a chat bot too that we can talk to. Oh, kill me now. Like Shark Tank? Then you'll love Firing Squad. Chad Soash and Joel Cheeseman are here to put the recruiting industry's bravest, ballsiest, and baddest startups through the gauntlet to see if they've got what it takes to make it out alive. Dig a foxhole and duck for cover, kids. The Chad and Cheese podcast is taking it to a whole other level. Oh, yeah. Feeling fine and cherry wine, everybody. We're back on Firing Squad. It's been a while, Chad. As always, this is the Chad and Cheese podcast. I'm your co-host, Joel Cheeseman, joined as always by Chad Sowash. And today we welcome Michael Yinger, CEO and co-founder of The Civ. Michael, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks. Glad to be here. Looking forward to it. All right. Before we get into uh, the nitty gritty, give, give our listeners a little quick Twitter bio about you. Sure. I've been in the talent acquisition space about 20 years. Technology, implementation, client delivery, sales, product management, and pulled all those things together to help with the founding and running of the Civ. That's, that's what I've been doing for about the last uh, 14 months now. And you hail from Charlotte, which is a beautiful city from what I understand. It's, it is a beautiful city. Lots of green this year. We've had lots of rain, unlike other people who haven't had enough. But boy, it's hot and steamy out there. I spent two hours waiting in line outside of DMV this morning in the sun. 
that's that's only the beginning of your misery today, my friend, because you are on firing squad. Chad, tell him what he's won. Well, Michael, you have two minutes to pitch resume sieve, aka the sieve. At the end of two minutes, you're going to hear that bell. Then Joel and I will hit you with rapid fire Q&A. If your answers start rambling or you just get plain old fucking boring, Joel is going to hit you with the crickets. And that is your signal to move along and tighten up your game. At the end of Q&A, you will receive either big applause. That's right, kids. Prepare for launch. This baby is a penis-shaped rocket ship. Golf clap. (laughs) You're going to have to work on that second stage rocket because this ain't going far, Michael. And last but not least, the firing squad. Abort, abort, abort. You'd better find something else because this bitch ain't going to fly. That's it for firing squad. Are you ready? Boy, I'm ready. All right. Your two minutes starts right now. Okay. Resume sieve. First product out the gate is the sieve. Our focus is to improve the productivity of the recruitment process. And we do that by using a proprietary algorithm and a little bit of artificial intelligence to break down the resume, put it into shape that it can be evaluated on a consistent basis by whoever's doing it. Meaning it's not just the recruiter these days who's looking at the resume. Sometimes it's the small business owner, sometimes it's the hiring manager, sometimes it's HR. Our focus is on companies that are lagging behind in technology because they can't afford it, because they can't understand it. We made an easy-to-use platform that comes in and helps people go through the process of evaluating the folks that they're bringing in, evaluating the folks that they've got in their organization, and, of course, in today's job market, looking at people they looked at in the past to see if they missed anything and want to go back to it. Substantial improvement in productivity, as much as 70% reduction in time spent on reducing resumes as much as 40% time spent uh, reducing the time to fill for requisitions. We've been live for about uh, three months. We've got companies in beta test. We've got some individual signups continuing to uh, run a a free trial for people who want to just come in and see how it works. And we can be found at resumesiv.com. That's H-T-T-P-S slash slash colon. Resumesiv.com. <laughs> he threw my man threw in the HTTP. Oh my wow. god! You just you are totally you, dated yourself on that. Are you from the future? Phone. What the hell is that? <laughs> you know what? Because people they try to stick the www on the front of it, and and my webmaster says no, 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 that gets them to the wrong place. So you know what? I follow directions. Webmaster says, I say okay. You need a better webmaster. Yeah, you need a new webmaster, <laughs> first of all. All they, all they need to do is redirect that shit. You know, when you're a startup working for free, you do what you can. All right, all right, Michael. The name, dude. Uh, the the <laughs> yeah. sieve. I, the sieve. I literally had to, to look up. I, I didn't know what it meant. It's a, it's a cooking thing, right? It's, it yeah, sifts yeah, through the flour. Yeah, so yeah. it makes sense metaphorically, I guess, for what you do, but you had to have some better names in the in the kitty, didn't you? Like, wh- how did you land on the sieve? Is that a pain in the ass for salespeople to call and try to explain or spell that? Talk- Get me through the name first. Sure. It also sounds like something Joel got a shot for in college. Yeah. yeah Multiple well, shots. Yes. 
<laughs> naming is such an awesome experience. We've never been through an official naming process. This was dreamed up. The, the, the original application was built for an internal use. And three of my founders brought it out of the country, company that they were working in. And, you know, they had, they had named it and they had, patented, they had uh, gotten the URL. We couldn't get the CIV as a URL. So, you know, we're taking resumes, we're putting them through a filter. So, you know, it's a metaphor. It's, it's a metaphor. It's where we're at. You know, that's it. What, what, what else is on the table? Like booger and uh, <laughs> bad tire? Like what? Yeah. <laughs> Well, if you've ever tried to get a URL these days, it's really tough to get anything even close to what it is that you want to do. And particularly, mm-hmm. our main focus is around the evaluation ranking resumes. Uh-huh. Really tough to find anything meaningful in in that area. And so, you know, we came up with this metaphor of the sieve and we ran with it. So, Michael, I'm going to give you a pass because you don't have uh, really branding and marketing in your background. I look at your profile and I see years of experience in RPO and implementation, which to me means you're focused on helping companies solve a business problem. And you know the difference between real solutions and vaporware. So I'm going to hold you to a much higher standard, my friend, uh, than most startup CEOs because you have industry experience business experience and tech slash integration experience, which most startups don't in- enjoy. So what real business problem are you trying to solve here? Sure. The real business problem we're trying to solve is to speed up the time it takes to evaluate resumes when you're in a, a resume evaluation environment. Let's not confuse it with the other parts of tech that do some other things. Because reality is only about 50% of the people are using an applicant tracking system or some other technology to evaluate the resumes. They're doing it the old-fashioned way. They're printing them out, and they're looking at the paper. And so that's the business problem that we're solving, the primary business problem. There's some other use cases that I could go into, but the primary business problem is helping people who are still evaluating resumes by printing out the paper or maybe looking at it on the screen, trying to figure out, does this person have Java? When's the last time they were a product? project manager, whatever the case may be, how, what's, how, what's their average tenure, what job are they in today, all the things that are spread all over a resume, because there's no standard format for a resume. We take all that heartache out of it and allow them to focus just on what's the criteria that you want in the person that you're going to hire. That's what we're after. What area of the market are you actually focusing on? Because most of the Fortune 500 companies I've dealt with over the years, they're not printing shit out. So What's your total addressable market look like? Is it SMB? Is it enterprise? Is it everything? What are you guys focused on? The main focus is in the SMB space, and it's in the SMB space in the 100 to 250 employees. Logic being, you get much below 100, and what's, you know, what's your job flow? It's pretty small. You get much above 250, and then you're going to find people starting to use, you know, whether it's Zoho or Jazz HR or Breezy HR or one of, one of the other uh, smaller applicant tracking systems. But those people in that 100 to 250 employee range, generally, they're, you send me an email. They're, they're pulling resumes off Indeed manually or they're posting jobs on Facebook. That's how they're finding their people. And then they're going through those things manually, trying to figure out who's the best person. No standard practice, no attempt at compliance, um, and then no repeatability. And how about uh, sort of globally? Is this specifically a North American product? Are you guys looking to grow globally? Can a company in, 
you know, Germany use the product today? Uh, today, today we're English only. The architecture is set to add other languages as we find the demand. We're actually working on a partnership with a company that's headquartered in India right now. Mm-hmm. English is obviously the predominant language, so that will be a natural fit. So as long as you're processing resumes in English, we can handle that. Gotcha. So I want to talk about uh, fundraising for a second. And you guys have taken a pretty uh, unconventional, although I, I feel like it will probably be more conventional, say, a decade from now. You guys, you look like you got, looks like you got a 500K uh, or so seed funding round or somebody, friends and family. Yes. Um, and right now you're, you're on WeFunder, which is a crowdsourcing or crowdfunding platform. Uh, right now you're at about 21,000 of your 125K uh, goal. Talk about goals and funding. Um, why go the, the crowdfunding route? Um, what are you going to do with the 125, assuming that you get there? Talk about the funding piece of this business. Sure, absolutely. Uh, I'll answer the, the crowdfunding question first. Where we are in our life cycle, we've, we've talked to dozens and dozens of different funding sources, and, and I have bumped up against um, funding mergers and acquisitions at various points in my career. Mm-hmm. We'd, we'd be eaten alive if, if we went after uh, equity funding at this point. And so crowdfunding allows us to continue to raise money through sort of non-traditional uh, funding sources, right? These are non-traditional investors. They're every man, right? These are people who are interested yep. in, in being part of the game, but they, they don't qualify as, as uh, certified investors. The initial goal we set for 125 was to see how we could do in crowdfunding. Our, our target um, is a, uh, about a million between crowdfunding and some additional friends and family that we're working on. The use of funds falls into two primary buckets. One is marketing. That's the largest portion, about 40%. Mm-hmm. And then about 35% goes to product development. And then the other 25% just keeping the business running, right? You know, we got to pay Microsoft for our working environment. We got to pay Google for our email. Um, you know, we got to pay mm-hmm. our inside salespeople for making phone calls, that kind of stuff. Yep. So let's talk about uh, your biggest piece that you mentioned there, marketing. Um, and, and Chad and I know from experience that marketing to that small, that SMB level uh, that you're talking uh, about getting is very, very tough to get in front of. I'll let you know that we typically hate that demographic or that target market. So yeah. so tell me how you're going to market to these folks and get them to uh, use your product. So it, we're using a multi-channel approach, which is to say we're trying, we're, we're using different methods to get to them. So we've had some success reaching people via advertising, both Facebook and LinkedIn. We're doing things like this, podcasting as a way to, to get our name out. We've done some conferences. We, we were at HR Tech. We did a, a tech conference in uh, Singapore, which is yield us uh, one client. So in all those different kind of channels. Uh, and then, then we're doing fundamental research looking for the business owners through LinkedIn, finding their connections, reaching out to them that, you know, at this point, cost of sales is crazy. The, the, don't get me started. Uh, in the long run, in the long run, we got to bring cost of sales down. But at this point, it's whatever it takes to acquire enough to have, um, you know, sort of a bench to grow from. Okay. So from the site, it says allows recruiters to process candidates faster, manage more requisitions and identify higher quality hires. Explain how. What actually sure. is the process that, that in itself, and, and what's going to save them time? And why are you talking about recruiters? Because for the most part, SMBs 
Yeah, I know. I know. You're not going to be talking to recruiters, right? It's a struggle putting the right word against it because it really should be anyone who's doing recruiting, which is anyone who does recruiting. That's five words. It's too many words, right? Okay, I'll I'll give you a real quick story that'll show you. We posted a customer success lead on LinkedIn and Indeed using the free posting. Mm -hmm. In five days, I got 296 resumes. It took me two hours, but I downloaded all those to my desktop. I loaded them into the sieve. I had the the job already created in the sieve, and I ran them through the sieve. That latter part of the process, uploading, running them through the sieve, 15 minutes. So I evaluated 296 resumes in 15 minutes, came up with the four people that we, we then went to interview. That's how people save money. We're evaluating them against a standard set of criteria. Oh, you oh you changed your mind? You don't want that skill? You want to try a different skill? Well, let's change it, and then let's re-sieve them. It's, it's instantaneous. If you think about the way applicant tracking systems, by and large, not exclusive, but by and large, applicant tracking systems evaluate the candidates used on pre, based on pre-screening questions. Well, once you've asked a candidate the pre-screening questions, you can't go back and ask them again mm-hmm. because you've, they've already answered them. But in our case, if we say, well, you know what? Nobody has this skill. May, let's see if there's a different skill that everybody has. Rerun them, you get through it faster. So you're, you're able to go through that evaluation process much more quickly. And then you have time to focus on, is it the right candidate? Did they have the right experience? You know, it's one thing to say that they got the skill, but did mm-hmm. they use it in the right place? I'm trying to hire a salesperson right now. I got a, I got a resume that in theory meets all my criteria, except that, that no offense, but the guy's been selling solar roofing material for 12 years. That's not SaaS product. That's not software, right. but he's got 12 years sales experience. So he mm-hmm. makes it through the basic process that Indeed provides. And so I still have to evaluate him. So the question is, do you see yourself as a full out platform or are you just a very large feature that needs to be inside of an applicant tracking system? Good question. And I'll break it down a bit. We see ourselves as a platform, but not to become an ATS. Uh, for example, I talked about the company in India that, that we're, we're talking about partnering with. They do interview scheduling. And so you use the sieve to figure out who you want to interview, and then you feed them into the scheduling module, and then you do the interview scheduling, right? So we're, we're, we're looking to add tools to allow people to be more effective as being recruiters. We're not trying to replace an applicant tracking system. We're not really c- uh, competing with an applicant tracking system in the sense that there's no workflow. Um, beyond loading your resumes and evaluating them. So we don't have any of that kind of process in there. Now, that being said, we are also working on integration with ATSs as another channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're working on specifically integrating with, with one of the, um, the mid-market ATSs now and, because we've got a specific customer who says, look, I love what your tool does, but I don't want to have to download all my resumes from my ATS and then put them into the sieve. If yep. you're integrated to, to my ATS, I'll use you. Exactly, exactly. And so, so we, are, we, are, we are working actively in the process of integrating to that particular ATS. Now, if you know the ATS market, you know, pick a number, 200, 150. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't, you can't integrate to all of them. So we're, we're going where the market goes. We're, you know, yeah. we're looking at the ones that really cater to these small businesses and also ones that don't already have some sort of, and I'm doing air quotes, you can't see my fingers, some sort of evaluation process. Some of them do, although mostly it's based on what's in the application, not necessarily their full skill set, which would be contained in their resume. So, Well, integrations mimic sales, right? But overall, yeah. the biggest question for you is because you only have a, a defined 
set of resources. What is your major focus right now when it comes to sales? How are you doing it? Is it direct client? Is it channel? Is it through? I mean, what are you focusing on? Because you can't do it all right now. We are attempting the impossible, which we're focusing on two specific channels. We're focusing on direct sales through um, LinkedIn research. We're using uh, one of the um, AI tools to find people's names and addresses and reaching out to them, right? We're doing, doing the hard work that way. And then at the same time, we're working on the channel process of partnering with, and I've talked about this company in India that we're talking about partnering with, so to develop another channel through partnerships as well. We're, so we, we are attempting what is, I, I, I know it's difficult, uh, and, it's, and it's where we're at. We're, we're doing both at the same time. So we've got inside salespeople focused primarily on the outreach, and then the, the partnership stuff is being handled primarily by the board. A couple of the board members along with me are, are very active in, in uh, identifying and developing partnership opportunities. In your pitch deck, you talk about sort of integrations with with job sites. What would that look like? Um, both, I guess, logistically and from a user a user perspective, and how they would use the product. Would it be white labeled? Uh, talk about that. Yeah, the, the objective we haven't achieved it yet. Uh, the objective would be to integrate with, for example, um, something like an Indeed or you know, a LinkedIn or something where the, the user is collecting resumes and then instead of having to download the resumes and upload them to the sieve, they can transfer them directly over. That's the, the, the channel we're approaching. It's not easy. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. Most of the time, they, you know, what people don't realize is that, that the way the job boards actually integrate with the applicant tracking systems is that when you find a job on a job board and you, you go to apply, that you're going to the applicant tracking system anyway. So there's really no, it's, it's kind of funny, there's really no integration there per se, unless you're looking at something like, uh, you know, a zip recruiter, which is going out and finding people. But those aren't applicants. Those are those are candidates. Those are those are passive. So mm-hmm. this would, this would, our objective is to find a way to be able to, to enable people to pull that data directly out of those underlying systems. That's our long-term goal. Do you view the, the the sourcing tools like a seek out or a hiring solved or hire tool as a competitor, or do you do you believe that you could be sort of a, a partner with them as well? Yeah, d- d- depending on what it is that they're doing, um, we could be a competitor if if what they're doing is they're bringing back the best candidate, right? They're using the job description mm-hmm. and they're, and they're they're coming back using particularly the ones that are using AI. They're coming back with with people who are pre screened. The difference, of course, is that most of those are still operating by, they're going out and finding candidates. They're not finding applicants. Mm-hmm. The difference with the sieve is, it, presumably, these are people who've applied to your job. And so you already know that you can talk to them. You already know that, that they're, they're interested in your job. You send out one of, those, one of the AI tools to find people. You still have to convince them to apply. We we all, we definitely overlap. I think that's a safe safe thing to say. So so are there are there people you consider direct competitors? If they're sort of on the fringes, are there are there any ones that you specifically think of as competition? The full service applicant tracking systems are definitely competition for us because if somebody has gone to the trouble to bring in an applicant tracking system, mm-hmm. they're less likely to bring in something like the sieve. Unless, as you've already pointed out, and as we already know, unless we're integrated and, and hence our, our desire to move down that integration channel. Yep. Beyond that, the, the primary competitor for us is the same thing that everybody has in the HR tech space. There are just a boatload of applications out there, different capabilities. That, you know, We ran across one the other day that, that on the surface looks very much like ours, except that in our case, you get to either upload or create your job description, whatever, you know, whatever works for you. In their case, 
you, you feed in the resumes and you, you pick the job description from their library, and then it evaluates that candidate based on a standard job description. So it's not exactly the same, but you can see that it, it, you know, we're competing for Mindshare mm-hmm. to accomplish the same work, even though we're not doing it the same way. So you guys use a scoring system, correct? Yes, we do. Okay, so most scoring systems are black box. They're, they're, they're not transparent at all. Yep. Can the client see specifically how you are ranking these candidates? Well, okay, so at, at different levels. The score that the candidate gets is visible. Uh-huh. In our help documentation, we talk about how the score is created. I mean, I'll describe it for you. It's a thousand point scale, 800 points are applied to uh, requirements, 200 are um, applied to preferred criteria, and then the user has the ability to weight all those in, in, in however they see fit. Okay. Do you show it? And if you do, can they go in and tweak it? Because it's on them, right? You're, you're the tool yeah. here, but do you show it? Do you make it available and transparent for them to actually go and tweak? Not in the way you're describing. We're, we're, we're pretty open with how it, how it works, uh-huh. but it's, it still is an algorithm in the background that the only manipulation that they can do uh-huh. is they can weight the individual criteria and they can change the weighting on the fly. Obviously, they get to decide what's required and what's preferred. And then we have a further factor, which is recency. They can turn recency on and off to uh, decide whether or not that's skewing the results of a particular candidate. Gotcha. Okay, so very important uh, is now, especially with the the EEOC and the OFCCP, depending on the, the whether they're a federal contractor or not, uh, it's incredibly important for them to understand how you got to score X, right? Whether they did it, you did it, either way, the algorithm needs to be transparent from the standpoint of defendability and explainability. So uh, obviously, if that's not something that you have built into the tech today, for, for smaller organizations, uh, it's not going to be as much of, a, of an issue, but this is going to be a standard moving forward, I promise you. Yeah, no, it, it, and it, you know, we've actually talked about uh, patenting our algorithm, and uh, I, I've learned some interesting terms from the legal eagles, and, and their, their basic advice was, we don't think you can patent this, but if you, you just call it a trade secret. And I said, well, what's a trade secret? And he said, well, it's something you don't tell anybody. Oh, okay. okay. Thanks for your help. $375 an hour for that bit of advice. Yeah. Go get used to that. If you keep keep paying for consultants. Yeah, it's exactly. So so from the site, it says up to 30% reduction in hiring costs. Now you guys are just in kind of like beta past beta mode right now. So how did you get to that number? Is that a client aggregate number or a single client case or just kind of like a concept? That, that, well, it, it's 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 combination of two things. One, it's an aggregate number from the people who have tested for us. But two, the application was in use for several years on a standalone basis within a an IT staffing company. They analyzed their stats over time and were able to do determine what those actual savings were versus their original baseline before they started using the application. Talk about the team that you have. Looks like, according to LinkedIn, you have about eight employees. What is the what does the team look like? What's the skill set? We, we we've got a board, and they've got both um, IT as well as staffing and startup experience. Some of the board members, like me, where we do we do day to day work. The day to day folks are IT operations lead, customer success lead. And then the the bulk of our folks, we've got another nine people on the development side. So in total, we've got uh, 18, 
the nine the nine folks on the development side are work for our, our technology partner, and they all uh, sit in India. I saw on the site some coming soon yep. uh, points that I wanted to throw out to you. First and foremost, scan social media profiles. You got to you got to be fucking kidding me, right? I know. I, you know, you know, the funny thing is, you know, you, you talked about my experience, right? I've been in the talent acquisition space a long time. Uh-huh. And and so I cringe. I cringe at those things where, you know, some of the, some of our team, you know, they've been in different different parts and, and they don't see the problem with that. So there are some things that have to be vetted before they can be put into place. And that certainly is one of them. And, you know, it's one thing to to determine if someone has a social media presence it's another to evaluate that social media presence. And certainly you have to have permission and all those kinds of things to do that yeah. before you get there. Michael, you're, you're the CEO. You can put the kibosh on stupid shit like that. Okay. So the next one, review position benchmarks and education ranks. Now this actually got Amazon into a whole bunch of fucking trouble because they were using historical data that set benchmarks that actually started kicking females out the back door. So reviewing positional benchmarks as i mean those benchmarks that's historical data and we know humans are biased so why are we doing that yeah it, well because you know the, a part of it is because those are the kind of things people ask for you got to be and, and i know you got to be a little careful giving people the things that they ask for yes the, the, the benchmarks that we have in mind are things like you know can we help the recruiter with salary negotiations by providing salary benchmarks as opposed to skill benchmarks and those kinds of things. You're hitting on the tough ones, the ones that are the most problematic and the ones that people struggle with the most. There's no question about it. That's my job. Yeah, that's good. You're digging in. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about pricing. Okay. SMBs are cheap. They suck to sell to. This thing's got to be super cheap, right? <laughs> so we are, we are at the moment running what we call founders pricing. It's 25 bucks a month. And if you if you come in at the founder's rate, which is half of what we intend to charge once we get some traction, you get to keep that rate as long as you stay on the package. Get a discount for life if you're interested. And what is that rate? 25 bucks a month. Ooh. And is that per person? That's per seat. Per seat. Um, you, can, you can bring in your hiring managers to collaborate with you. No cost for the hiring managers. That's for anybody who's actually doing any civing. So that would be the people who are doing the actual recruiting. But if you, if all you want to do is, is be able to, to show the results and do what ifing with your hiring manager, no charge for that. What's up, guys? I got a question for you. What happens when you bring the power of AI to programmatic advertising? Well, game-changing efficiency, of course. What does that mean to you? improved conversion rates, reduced cost per application, and ultimately the one metric that we all know truly matters, reduced cost per hire. Sounds pretty good, right? Well, great news. This technology already exists. Introducing HireMaster.ai. HireMaster.ai is a data-driven model that analyzes a wide range of data sources. It considers factors such as candidate demographics, job type, industry, and historical performance data. It continuously monitors and optimizes your job advertising campaigns to adapt to changing market conditions and maximum results. HireMaster AI empowers recruiting teams to work more efficiently and effectively by automating certain tasks and providing valuable data-driven insights. Why not give it a shot today? Learn more and start your trial by visiting HireMaster.ai now. That's H-I-R-E 
M-A-S-T-E-R dot A-I. All right, Michael. It's time to face the firing squad. Here it is. Are you and the Charlotte Heat ready? <laughs> Yo, boy, I don't know if the Heat are ready, but I'm ready. All right. Get him, Chad. Okay, Michael. First and foremost, you got to stop calling this advanced AI-powered candidate evaluation platform. It's magic. Too many words. There are so, so many platforms that are out there today that are incredibly powerful that have been doing this that have already been bought and integrated into applicant tracking systems. It's matching, right? So just embrace who you are, big guy. And you got to take control of this penis rocket, Michael. No social media profiles, no benchmarking against biased data, man. Put your foot down. Tell those people we don't do this because it is in your best interest that we don't do this stupid shit. Snap. Yeah. The SMB market is a hard market to target and direct sales will kill you. Because unless you are ZipRecruiter spending a gazillion dollars on podcasts. $60 million in 10 years. Yes, yes. It is going to be incredibly hard. So remember, you are doing the heavy lifting. There's no question. Your tech is amazing when you're talking about matching or at least the, the, the segment of tech. Every applicant tracking system needs it. That's where I believe, obviously, your, your focus needs to be. So ATS integration is a, mu- a must. You mentioned Jazz HR, those types. I feel like you are in a space, SMB, which is going to be incredibly hard, although many of those SMB applicant tracking systems, they're not going to build this. And if they do build it, they're not going to do a great job. So you have a great opportunity in the future if you focus and you get your priorities straight and you start kicking these idiots in the face when they start talking about social stuff. So that being said, all around, because this is my favorite tech in the industry, I'm going to give you a golf clap, man. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. Hit him, hit him in the head with that penis <laughs> rocket, Michael. All right. Um, so when when we evaluate companies on Firing Squad, uh, there's two pieces that I look at. One is the horse and one is the jockey. Uh, the most important piece in that to me is the jockey. Um, and in your case, the, the breadth of experience you've had in the industry, I can tell just talking to you that you sort of get it. Um, and I think that although having a startup in many cases is sort of, you know, finding your way around the dark until the light comes. I think that's kind of where you are as a, as a company. Um, so I can tell you if, if you were a 24 year old kid that had never done anything in this space, I would shoot you down without any, any hesitation whatsoever. But because you have the experience that you have, um, I think that speaks volumes to where this company will go. I think that ultimately, what in, in Chad's commentary about you know going to integrations, that that is going to be where you guys find success. I think that you know your comment about forty percent goes to marketing. I think that needs to go in integrations. I think you need to dive into every platform you possibly can. I know you mentioned uh, you know two hundred or whatever ATSs. It's probably more than that. Globally, but I think you start uh, start with a list of hierarchy. Maybe you go after the ones that specialize with some of the smaller companies. Right. Those are usually easier. You know, the Crelates of the world; uh, those guys are usually easier to deal with anyway. They'll actually promote you to their people, so maybe that's where you you kind of focus. I think that you'll get to your fundraising goals. Um, I mean, the five hundred is is nice. It sounds like you're looking for another million to get to a place where you can go to for a, for a Series A. 
So if I were judging the business today, and if you were, you know, much less experienced, it would be, it would be uh, the guns, no problem. <laughs> but I think, but I think with your experience and where you'll probably end up, you're going to find a level of success and probably be an acquisition target for one of these ATSs or CRMs yes. uh, that Chad mentioned need, you know, need this technology. So for me, it's like continue to build the tech. It sounds like you have a team that you trust. Take the money that you raise and integrate, integrate, integrate. And I think you'll find success. But that's not what I heard. It's where I think you're going. So for me, you were at a golf clap as well, my okay. friend. But uh, a, little, a little tweak here and there, and I think you'll be on your way. Okay. Well, hey, I appreciate the feedback. And it, you do you do get caught up in your own thing sometimes, and it's good to, to have somebody look at it and, and give you some feedback. I appreciate we're it. We're here for you, Michael. I love it. And change the goddamn name. But until you do that, where can they where can they find you, Michael? Okay, so you can find us at resumesiv.com. I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Michael Yinger, easy to find. Um, or you can even email me, Michael at resumesiv.com. Fair enough. Chad, another one in the books. We out. We out. Thank you for listening to what's it called? A podcast. The Chad. The cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout-outs of people you don't even know. And yet, you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho. Pepper Jack. Swiss. There's so many cheeses. And not one word. So weird. Anywho... Be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chatcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out! Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change Podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.